morning. I'm a day early, but that's all right. I felt led to do it today instead of tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm not problem standing one anyway. So, welcome on March 8th, 2021. About 10.53 in the morning. For another episode of it may be a good time to listen. This is called The Falling Away. The Harvest. Two different things. The Falling Away. The Harvest. Let's have an opening word of prayer. Lord God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. Lord Jesus, we need your word every day of our lives. We need to understand that things are winding up. That you're coming back soon for a church without spot or wrinkle. Lord God, you know why things are going this way. We have to trust you and believe in you. We pray, Lord God, somebody's eyes be opened, understanding be opened, ears being stopped, that your word goes down deep down to their soul and makes a difference. And please let people be objective and open-minded. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the falling away the harvest. Now, there's no other way to explain what I'm going to say except to tell it the right way. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to cover it with whipped cream and syrup. I'm going to give it to you straight. As you may have noticed, there's a strong, strong, strong falling away from biblical viewpoints. Now many young people, especially millennials, they're not interested in biblical truths. They won't go back to church or have anything to do with God after college. And people of all ages are doubting God's existence. I'm not just talking on top of my age. You can look this up for yourself. However, it should not make us wonder too hard why this is happening. That falling away is supposed to happen. It's called in English the apostasy. And in Greek it's called apostasia, which means to move from one stand. So where a person's conviction once was, they no longer stand firm in that belief. Now, there are many circumstances why people feel they have a reason for turning away from God. They think they have good reason for that. Now, some of those reasons include but they're not limited to the following. The pandemic Losing a family member or a friend to COVID, the rise in suicides, crime going back up, global warming and climate change, and there's so many religions in the world that they don't know if they should pick any. The country and the world not getting any better. 
And then we go on to the racial stuff. We got the whites against the blacks, blacks against the whites, Native Americans against the whites, and whites against the Native Americans, whites and blacks against the immigrants. Even if it's only in their hearts, they may not say it out loud, but it's there. And now, there's an increase in Asians being randomly attacked for the blame of the coronavirus. Asians are being attacked now. Now, other injustices that are going on, think that include, you know, unequal pay, especially for women, sexual harassment that's being ignored, or on the other hand, is being wrongfully accused. So you got several harassment that did go on and being ignored. Or you have some women falsely accusing somebody of sexual harassment, messing up their life, and they didn't do nothing. So that's what you got going on. I don't care how small it may be, it's still going on. It shouldn't. So people feel that since these things continue and are getting worse, in their eyes, they think that's a good reason, you know, to throw up their hands and say, "Our oh, God's not real. I give up." Well, if we knew certain things, we would know that this is where your faith is, is most important to hold on to. These are times of life where you really gotta hold on to your faith. Now, let's go to some Bible here. I think I got a verse. Well, come on now. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, from the New King James. Let no one deceive you by any means, but that day will not come until the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed. So you say, what's that day? Day, the first day of tribulation or the first day when God picks up his church. Excuse me, that might be, depending on what you believe, that might be the same day. When God picks up his church, the tribulation is going to start. Some people believe mid-trip say the tribulation starts first and then somewhere in the middle we get caught up. Whichever one it is, the bottom line is, what I want you to see is that that day ain't coming until there's a falling away first. And that falling away has already started, like I said, from the beginning up to the now. And the men of sin is revealed. That men of sin is the Antichrist. We're not getting into that. Because this is about falling away in the harvest. So it's been foretold already. Now, is this falling away finished? No. We should know that already. It's still going on. And at some point, the Antichrist will, the Antichrist will be revealed. Now, <clears throat> if you're born again or not, God is still the answer. But he wants us to realize that he's bigger than all those things that I just listed. If we only look at the problems and not God, 
those things become center stage. And God's supposed to be center stage in our problems. Now, it's not easy to ignore what's going on. And we should not try to act like it's not going on. But through much persistent prayer and staying in the Word, we can be victorious. Come on now, let's go. Now, while many are falling away, there's so many that's coming in. And this is what I mean by the harvest. So this is the next part. St. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 to 38 in the New King James. Jesus talking, excuse me, Jesus talking. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into his harvest. He said that we're back then. We still need a lot of laborers. <laughs> well, all stands to reason, there's more people on the broad road than there are on the narrow road. So, we're always, people who tend for Christ are always going to be the minority. But we still have to carry out the Great Commission, regardless. Now, there are people all over the world who are hungry for something to believe in. This makes the harvest plentiful. If we judge the validity of the Bible on the events of the United States only, we're missing the point. We have a tendency to think that the whole world revolves around us as far as prophetically speaking. No, it doesn't. The world may rely on us for a lot of other things, material things, but when we start thinking that the world has to rely on us for prophetic things, for prophetic things, we can forget it. <clears throat> We're missing the point. So, as many Gentiles, Gentiles are the Lord that's falling away, there are many Jews that are believing in Jesus. This is almost like, how can I say it? It's like unclogging a drain. When the clog gets washed away, the water can flow freely, right? Let's see. Now, what do I mean? Now, I'm not saying that all the people who are falling away, they're the clog. But in all honesty, some are. We pray that those who lost their conviction would come back. We don't want anybody to be lost. Neither is a God. But God also has a way of weeding out those who won't be a help to the kingdom of God and bringing in the humble and the dedicated. Now here's something to chew on. Ever think that part of the reason the world has been primarily locked down is so people can reflect on their life, get closer to their family and their household, eat as a family at the table like families used to do. Hmm. Well, and as for the church, 
everything that God is tired of church as usual, like some of us are. For many decades, church has gone from get your house in order to the poison of ultra grace and inclusion. Now that's too much of the pendulum swinging to the wrong side of the room. God stopped the building poisoning of the twist. And as he always wanted, now for us to maintain holiness and servitude, we have to come up with other ways to have church. As dangerous as social media is, the views for church services have gone up since the pandemic. The church has spent too much time in the building. Well, God has something to say about that. This last day of harvest is not going to be through numbers in the church building. Jesus went to synagogue on, you know, on Saturday or whatever, on the Sabbath. Let's, let's just leave it there. Jesus went to synagogue on the Sabbath. But he also spoke to the people by the shore, in town, or at somebody's house. He wasn't, he wasn't in that church building all the time. Yeah, he taught inside the synagogue, but he also was at the seashore. He went down to talk to people, and you know, or even somebody's house. I heard one preacher say that the gospel is going to come through the lens of a camera. Now, not iPhone camera either. <clears throat> Now, no matter how much we think technology may be a last-day problem, it's still a great way of getting the gospel around the world through satellite TV, live streaming, and the influx of Bibles to many countries in various languages. Now, here's some more to chew on. The, the pandemic lockdown has obviously caused cabin fever and because of that, in a prolonged absence from school, which kills togetherness, suicides up. And let me just throw this in here. Somebody told me yesterday, she's a te- teacher. And she, I think she asked one of her students or something, um, well, don't, don't you miss, you know, your fellow classmates and stuff? And they're like, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I can do this by myself. So, on one hand, you have people who are committing suicide because of lack of togetherness. And then on the other hand, you may have somebody who acting like, oh, we don't need togetherness. I can do this by myself. That's dangerous. I don't know how truthful that person was, but nevertheless, if there are people who think like that, if there are students who think like that, that's a dangerous way of thinking. Is that you don't need nobody else? That's scary. Now, closed restaurants and other businesses have left folks out of work. There's the loss of one's business altogether. And these kids taking Zoom classes have become depressed. And government, as always, promises you the sun, the moon, and the stars. 
God is speaking, but since we pushed him out of our lives, it's no wonder things are like they are. And people have that, I'll fix it attitude. I'll fix it. Sorry, you can't fix it. Excuse me. So in prayer for the harvest, let them come, in prayer for the harvest, let them come in and build up the kingdom of God. Same time, God is exposing those who are frauds. That's also part of his plan, especially the false prophets. Here's Jeremiah 23, verse 1 and 2 from the New King James. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. Doesn't matter that's Jeremiah, still Bible. And you don't think God's gonna get even with these false prophets out here sending the people astray? Ho, 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 that's what you think. Every year, the so-called prophets usually promise multiple blessings for the saints of God, and they don't come true. Every year, we go through the same thing. They say, this is your year. Claim victory for this year. I've been hearing this for years. I know it's true. They do the same thing every year. This is your year. Claim victory for this year. Now, let's look at a clear formula for determining if God sent them in the first place. This is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 22 from the NLT. If a prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction, or hers, does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. That prophet has spoken without my authority and need not be feared. Hello. Now, I'm not going to spend time on the evangelicals who predicted Trump would be reelected. All I'll say is everyone needs to read Deuteronomy 18.22 again. Matter of fact, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. If a prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his or her prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. That prophet has spoken without my authority and need not be feared. Now, this does not give permission for anyone to put all evangelicals in the same category. True prophets of God don't miss it. Look in the Bible. Can you find one who missed it? Oh boy, what I do? Yeah, can you find one who missed it? We tend to use what we've encountered over the years as proof that real prophets are hit and miss. Now we did that. We did all that hit and miss stuff. God didn't do hit and miss. We did that. <clears throat> 
could be another reason the church is getting a makeover and is on lockdown. Not only is a musical thrill being mistaken for the move of the spirit, but we've let our friendships rewrite the Bible. I think you know what I mean. The falling away and the harvest are upon us. Now, if you're already a follower of Christ, be part of the harvest. It could be the last one. If you're not a follower of Christ, you could very easily go down the drain because you have nothing to hold on to. If you know you're not as strong as you should be, but still consider yourself saved, then make sure you are saved and don't let yourself be part of the apostasy. Lord have mercy. So we're talking about the falling away and the harvest. I just want to go over a little bit before I go here again because I want to sing in. I'm going to read again the beginning. As you may have noticed, there is a strong, strong falling away from biblical viewpoints. Many young people, millennials especially, are not interested in biblical truths. They're not going to go back to church uh, I have anything to do with God after college. And people of all ages are doubting God's existence. However, it should make us wonder too hard why this is happening. It's supposed to happen. The falling away is supposed to happen. Now, in English it's called the apostasy. And in Greek it's called the apostasia. Which means to move from one stand. So where a person's conviction once was, they no longer stand firm in that belief. Now, there's many circumstances where people feel that they have a reason to turn away from God. You know, the pandemic, losing a family member or a friend to COVID, the rise in suicides, crime going up, it's constant global warming and climate change, the fact that there's so many quote-unquote religions in the world, who knows who's right? The country and the world not getting any better. Then, like I said, on the racial front, we got whites against the blacks, blacks against the whites, Native Americans against the whites, and whites against the Native Americans, and whites and blacks against immigrants, whether they're Hispanic or, or anywhere else. Like I said, even if it's only in their hearts and they don't verbally say it but the whole animosity in the heart still is there and now there's an increase in the Asians being randomly attacked because people blame them for the coronavirus other injustices that go on you know include things like unequal pay for women sexual harassment that's being ignored or wrongly, or wrong, wrongly false accuse, you know, false accuse. 
In other words, <clears throat> you have the actual sexual harassment that's being ignored. And then on the other hand, you have women who are accusing men and they didn't do nothing wrong. They're destroying their life. So, since people feel that these things are continuing and they're getting worse, in their eyes, they think there's a reason to throw up their hands and say, Oh, God's not real. I give up. Well, if we knew certain things, we would know that this is where your faith is so important to hold on to. Let me just read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 again. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come until the falling away come first and the man of sin is revealed. The falling away has started it, folks. I just I just told you. Alright. Let me I'll skip this part and let me go to harvest. Uh give me a second here. Yeah. So while so many are falling away, there are many people who are coming in. Now that's what I mean about the harvest. St. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 to 38 from the New King James. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest, send our laborers into his harvest. And that's still up to date right now. There are people all over the world who are hungry for something to believe in. This makes the harvest plentiful. Now, if we judge the validity of the Bible on the events of the United States, we're missing the point. Spiritually speaking, the world doesn't revolve around the United States. It's an important part, but God's going to do what he's going to do. Whether the United States is ready or not. Well, so many, even though it's like Gentile falling away, there's a lot of Jews who are believing in Jesus. See, God is weeding out those he doesn't need. And he's bringing in the humble and the dedicated. All right, I'm not going to go over anymore. Let me see. Unless there's something really important I want to say here. Yeah. For many decades, church has gone from Get your house in order to the poison of ultra grace and inclusion. Now that's too much of the pendulum swing to the wrong side of the room. God stopped all that building stuff, you know, I was being in the building and getting poisoned. Because as he always wanted, in order for us to maintain holiness and servitude, servitude to other people. We have to come up with other ways to have church. As dangerous as social media is, the views for church services have gone up since the pandemic. The church has spent too much time in a building. God has something to say about that, didn't he? He gave us a global pandemic. You said God brought it here? 
I said, the world is depraved. The world is cursed. Things are going to happen. And this is all part of history. This still will pass. This pandemic will pass. Just like the other one did in 1918. But it's still supposed to teach us a lesson. But this time, things aren't going back to the way they used to be. It's a whole new day. See, the last day of harvest is not going to be through numbers in a church building. You know, preachers going, pastors going, oh, how many members do you have? Oh, how many members do you have? You know, it's not going to be like that anymore. Go put an end to that. Now, Jesus did go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. But still, he spoke to people by the seashore. He went in town to speak to people. Or he spoke to people at somebody's house. Now, this last thing I'm going to say, if I go here right now, is, but I heard a preacher say Wednesday that the gospel is going to come through the lens of a camera. You know, and go worldwide. Once again, not an iPhone camera, not that kind of camera. You know, TV camera. Now, no matter how much we think technology might be a problem, you know, it's very helpful. It's a great way of getting the gospel around the world. Through satellite TV, live streaming, and the influx of Bibles to many countries in various languages. So stay blessed in the Lord. And uh, remember that we're in the last day harvest. You say, how did you say that? Well, just think about it. Oh, I better say this because this is important. Uh, okay, I said this before. I'll say it again. Closed restaurants and other businesses have left folks out of work. The loss of one's business and kids taking Zoom classes, they become depressed. But government, as always, always promises you the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is speaking, but since we pushed them out of our lives, it's no wonder things are like they are. And then people have that, I'll fix it attitude. Sorry, you can't fix it. Been trying for thousands of years and haven't fixed it yet. So in prayer for the harvest, let, let them come in who's coming in. They can build up the kingdom of God. And those who God is exposing as frauds, they're also part of his plan. Especially the false prophets. I'll read to Jeremiah 23, 1, 2 again. New King James. Wealth of the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture is the Lord. Therefore, thus is the Lord God of Israel against shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. Now, I still remember over 30-something years ago, 
one of my lay pastors, uh, ex-pastors, sermons was, it's preacher's fault. And you can see right here, it scattered the people. A lot of pastors are falling. People say, oh, well, they're human, they're gonna fall. Their health are higher standard than the average person, and they should be. They should have enough integrity to say, I'm not gonna do this. My current pastor says, the three G's that the preachers have to look out for is the gold, the girls, and the glory. When I say gold, I mean money. <laughs> and of course, the girls, you know, the male uh, pastors having sexual relations with all these women. And the glory, people patting them on the back, telling them how great they are. He says, those are three things they got to look out for. The gold, the girls, and the glory. So true. And like my, once again, like my late ex-pastor said, it's a preacher's fault. So, if they were preaching the truth, we'd be going through all this. Or maybe not on this level anyway. People are still going to go astray. But nevertheless, we thank God for being who He is. And we pray that you got something out of this. Now let's have a close on prayer. Lord God, we pray that somebody was touched. Somebody got Knew something, got to know something that they didn't know before. And we pray that it be not in vain, Lord God, but that it goes to your ones it goes to. Touch somebody's heart. Because your word, Lord God, once again, like I said before, is a lamb unto our feet, a light unto our path. Thank you, God, for your goodness and mercy. And keep us strong. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.